Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. You know, this is, and it's rather ironic that I would have Congresswoman Gwen Moore from Milwaukee uh, because I saw this news story, (laughs) uh, and it was a congressional hearing about discrimination in housing, and you kind of read the riot act to a Republican colleague of yours who were trying to talk to you about it, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Congresswoman Moore, uh, a district that you were born in. And and by the way, good morning. Good morning, Joe, my hero. Oh, my God. I am, are, you are well. I'm changing the subject for a second, putting it back on you. I know this is your show. I ain't trying to hijack it, but I love <laughs> you so much, Joe. And, uh, right. you know, your heroic effort around, you know, elucidating voting rights, it's really, it, it caught traction. I want you to know it was not for naught that, uh, you know, there was prayer out there, and, and it energized all of us to double down on our efforts. We're going to get this done, sir. Yeah, and from your lips to God's ears, as the old folks used to say. Uh, yeah, I believe yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. No, I believe that. I, you know, it, it, it you know, I found, I, I saw the other day when uh, uh, Vice President uh, Kamala Harris said at the uh, crossing, the symbolic crossing it in the in Selma, I did, I had forgotten that they tried three times to cross that bridge, three times, yeah. and yeah. and and it, and it led to the Voting Rights Act. So I'm I'm not giving I'm not giving up and I I can't you know, let, let me tell you something when I know you're out there and and there's no way I'm gonna have you calling me asking me what the hell are you doing so I'm, <laughs> I'm going, <laughs> no no I you know I no I appreciate I appreciate the support and the vote and when you think about Bobby Rush and in, in the House, and, and, and by the way, the con- the entire Congressional Black Caucus, which you're a part of. Yeah, you know, you know, we'll get back to the House and say, but you mentioned Bobby Rush is retiring. Yeah. But I mean, he, his Emmett Till bill passed, you know, after, what, 122 years of it being introduced over and over and over again. So we can't never give up. We got to learn from our history that giving up ain't the way to get things done. That's right. That uh, yeah, right. bill, anti-lynching bill, is headed to President Biden's desk. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I'd give my I'd give my uh, right arm to to be there to see that bill signed. I mean, this. I mean, and you know, I I hope he does a. A meaning. I know we got this Russian Ukraine thing going, but it, if I had to advise him, I would tell him, you know, you know, do something significant with this, you know, do something yeah, a, significant. A with, yeah. with great celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. A celebration. Absolutely. And it and it's and it's well worth it. Um, you what what happened at this congressional hearing? <laughs> Where you kind of had to 
uh, lecture and, 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 and educate your colleague. Yeah. Joe, what what was the background behind this? Yeah. You know, I did not suffer fools gladly, uh, which is which is probably a problem. But we were talking about, uh, you know, this is the uh, a special committee, a select committee that uh, Speaker Pelosi put together. Um, and we, we're, we're looking at uh, it's called the Select Committee on Economic Disparity and Fairness and Growth. And the topic this particular day was on housing. And we had expert witnesses, particularly one, Miss um, uh, Nikitra Bailey, who was the Senior Vice President of Public Policy at the National Fair Housing Alliance. And she was giving us a history of deliberate discrimination by the federal government, which, uh, which we, we have come to learn, uh, you know, short, shorthand, redlining, where FHA loans were given only to white people in white areas and no matter what the income uh, of capacity of black people was, they could be doctors, lawyers, anything. And they were unable to buy properties. They were actually covenants uh, in these properties. You know, white covenants that you could only sell the property to another white person. Same thing with VA loans, veterans administration loans. I mean, black people go over there and fight and, and, and uh, uh, hard, die. But uh, they were not eligible. The, the Veterans Administration were not given loans to black people. Uh, and this, of course, created intergenerational wealth for white people. And so she was sharing this history with us. And the, uh, the, uh, the ranking member uh, of the committee, who, matter of fact, represents the district in which I was born, Racine, Wisconsin, wanted to counter this and say, oh, the problem is this, uh, with inflation. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and another member who happens to be a black Republican said, oh, there, there's no racial discrimination. Uh, it's just inflation. Um, and I shot back uh, and said, you know, asked our witness, Nikitra, uh Bailey, I said, look, are you giving us your opinion, or is or is this history here? And she said, this is absolutely history. And, you know, those disparities persist until this day, Joe. We, uh, Congresswoman Gwen Moyes, you were talking. I wrote down a note. Um, the... Uh, what was it? The Levitt Homes. Is that what the name of those homes were after World War Two? They developed these. Um, it, it it opened up the suburbs, and I believe that was the name. They were called the Levitt Towns. They were like Levitt Towns, and this was this brought expansion. And you are absolutely you're expert, and you are absolutely right. African Americans could not move into those homes. You couldn't. He, right, he, he, you right, couldn't. Right, you couldn't. Right. You couldn't well, sell. So that was plan. that's history. I, I mean, when they, they went for jobs. Yeah, right. yeah. Those are the plant. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They could not. And and like and what I I you know I wasn't aware. And think about that. So the VA now number number two. Um, 
And then, so I'll fast forward. We just did stories on uh, the, the folks who is that it? It's called Le- yeah, Levittown, Levittown, Pennsylvania. Right. They were That's perfect. Exactly they were right. a, a planned communities. Yeah. But then didn't we have African-Americans who got appraisals in their homes? This is just this is just recently. And and, and the exactly. appraisers would exactly. come in. That, that was raised, too. Right. And so the, the mean, discrimination and, and, and at go ahead. all levels. Yeah, the, the, it, it, you're absolutely right about Levittown. Uh, you know, there there were companies that, as a matter of fact, the UAW, United Auto Workers, uh, uh-huh. you know, they, they were very aggressive in trying to provide uh, jobs for black people. But they had black people would have to drive hours and hours to get to work because they were not allowed to to move in to places like Levittown, you know, which are close to the to the plant uh, and and, to, and could be affordable. Um, and the government was a, a total co-conspirator uh, in in mm-hmm. right. and so. Our witnesses at this hearing were saying that the, that in order to write this, the government is going to have to be right. race conscious about correcting it. We're, we're going to have to have policies uh. that deliberately help black people. Mm-hmm. Just take my little hometown and 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 and, and my in the place where I was born. It's in Mr. Styles' district. Um, uh, l- literally. Um, uh, in Milwaukee, uh, the 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 average or the median rent, including utilities, is about eight hundred and sixty-five dollars a month. Okay, but when a third of the people in your community earn only twenty twenty thousand dollars a year, the most they can afford is five hundred dollars a month. Uh, and, 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 and that's one factor they can't afford it. Secondly. Um, the homes are in major disrepair. The, the the ones that are out there that are owned and for rent. Um, most of these houses mm-hmm. were built before 1960. They got asbestos in them. They got lead paint in them. The house I live in, Joe, was built in 1920. Beautiful house, but it it was built in 1920. Um, and of course, what kind of loan can you get, even if you own it, to fix it up? when the values of it are in question because it's in such disrepair. And then thirdly, you know, home ownership rate among African Americans because of this legacy is, is, uh, you know, in the tank. So, um, you, you know, you've got, uh, uh, according to the most uh, recent census data, my own hometown, um, uh, you know, home ownership among African Americans is about. I'm looking for the number here, but it's about 37 percent mm-hmm. compared right. to you know more than 50 percent for white people. Um, and so we are dependent upon rental uh, units, and so you you right. know that that brings a lot of drama. And the and the term for it is that we're rent burdened um, mm. because. 
because we pay more than 30% of our income uh, on property. As a matter of fact, such an embarrassment to me. Uh, you remember this Pulitzer Prize winner, Matthew Desmond, that won the mm-hmm. Pulitzer Prize for his book, Evicted? <laughs> that was about Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah. Milwaukee, yeah. Wisconsin, the numbers yeah. of black women who found their stuff on the street. And it wasn't because of inflation, uh, you know, which is the favorite talking point of Republicans. No matter what the subject is, inflation, what are you talking about, the cost of chicken wings uh, or anything, inflation. No, it's because of historic discrimination, uh, 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 a deindustrialization of our communities. Um, and, uh, you know, because Racine, where I was born, this was a place where my parents migrated to. They had robust factory jobs there. People are not lazy and, and didn't want to work. Mm-hmm. You know? They yeah. were there yeah. because you had. Because yeah, I, 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 have, yeah, I have a daughter who's born in Racine, but, uh, you know, but they they out of Wisconsin now. But let me, I'm going to tell you something, Glenn. Uh, I'm sorry, Congresswoman Moore. Um, hey, you know, you know, we know each other. Go. On. Uh, um, let me tell you. In, in my earlier life, nineteen sixty, uh, sixty-seven, sixty-eight. Um, I, 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 I was at Wisconsin State University in Whitewater, and on weekends, oh, yeah. on weekends, on weekends, we ended up going to your home to Milwaukee fighting housing discrimination with a Catholic priest by the name of Father Groppy. Father who, James E. Groppy. Who, bought, who, who led people across the bridge to a neighborhood in which they would not allow black folks to move into. Am I right? And I, I crossed that bridge and got hit in the head with a no-deposit bottle. There you go. <laughs> no deposit. <laughs> that that is exactly that's the right history. And so the, that's the, the history. Boy, I, I wish I had been at that hearing because I would have said, "Oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute!" I remember those Saturdays. Those that's and right. folk that's and right. young that's people right. would come. Young people would come from various Wisconsin state universities and and from Madison, and he led those marches. I, and to and to and to fight the housing discrimination on the other side of that bridge. Go, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, and Belle Phillips. Be- that's right. A few years ago. Yes. That, uh, all the first and first woman and first black woman to be alder woman, and she put a fair housing bill in uh, every year that 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 went down seventeen to one. Uh, uh, Oh, 17 to 1. She was the only person to vote for her fair housing bill. And 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 and, and this, you know, this, this has uh, had an impact uh, on on it. And so I, I I think, you know, one of the things that outrages me so much is that Republicans, they, they, they one of the big arguments was that, uh, you know, my colleague, that represents the district where I was born in Racine style. He started 
knocking subsidies. We, you know, our witness was talking about the need to subsidize yeah. this housing so we could repair it so that people could afford it. And right. he, you know, he switched the subject and started talking about salt, the state and local tax, and saying that we're basically giving subsidies to millionaires and billionaires by trying to restore the salt benefit. And I said, don't do this bait and switch. We're not talking about salt here. We're talking about subsidies to help people be able to afford to live in their houses. We're talking about preventing people from being evicted. We're talking about fixing up homes that have lead paint in them (laughs) and asbestos. We're talking, don't change the subject uh, at this point. Uh, and so that's why, that's what that confrontation was about. I because, see. You know, Joe, okay. I ain't going to yeah. let him get away with it. Good, good. I'm glad, and I'm glad you were there with that, one, first with the history, your own personal history, number two, the yeah. institutional uh, history, uh, and then as you were talking, well, you're talking about subsidy. You, you, you improve the value of the home. By, and and then of course what happens is the value of the home goes up and governments quite candidly they make money because assessments go up. I mean it, it's it's like an the subsidies become an investment in improving and we see it all the time uh, in in America. It, matter of fact, it is in part what has led to the gentrification. Has it not, Congresswoman? Uh, to many of our old neighborhoods, to the point we we find ourselves not being able to live in these neighborhoods anymore. And you know, now that is the challenge. Because you take Racine, Wisconsin, for example, the place where you know the ranking member uh, represents, and I was born. There are four thousand units that are vacant all the time. 4,000, wait a minute, wait a minute, 4,000, this is units. These are like homes and apartments. Okay, go ahead. Yes. They're in disrepair. People can't afford them. Uh, 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 They need uh, a subsidy, and yet people are unhoused. So you go, go figure. People are unhoused, but there are vacancies. Um, And uh, and it's because of that huge gap between affordability uh, and availability. Mm-hmm. There, and the, the mayor of Racine, Wisconsin, a good friend of mine, Corey Mason, just like you said, he is working hard to plow money into housing to fix it up. There hasn't been any really building in Racine for the last 22 years. And so he is really trying to direct some of these subsidies that we're bringing to the table through um, through the built through uh, the infrastructure bill uh, and, and, uh, uh, and through our bill back better bill which didn't pass yet right. to try to bring that to as you say to stand up these houses and then plow permanent subsidy in it so that people can have a decent Right. safe place to live and to be yeah. able to afford it. And, I and mean, let really. me let me add let me add one other thing, uh, and that is, you you and you started with this, uh, Congresswoman. 
it, it you pass you can pass the it it be it builds helps to build wealth generational wealth yes you pass yes. it on it, you know sometimes it that's that it might be all your grandmother or your aunt or whoever grandfather could pass on what would be your house and people exactly. and that's this is what other folks do they pass their homes and that's part of their that's it builds wealth in in their in their in their uh, communities. That's exactly and, right. It builds yeah. wealth, or yeah. they use it for really important stuff, like sending their kids to college. They they Thank pull you. the equity out at a point Thank where you. they want to do something big like that. Thank uh, you. But again, this this is this this, this is a, a, a what they don't have. Uh, and, you know, according to Wisconsin Policy Forum report, um, you know, 30% of black residents live in poverty uh, 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 in, in, in racing. Um, and that mm. that is a four times the poverty rate of white people. Four times. So when you start talking about Oh, the reason is inflation and, and and giving subsidies like salt. He, he totally was doing that to dismiss what our witnesses yeah. were telling us, and they yeah. were and, sharing yeah. this information with us. Yeah, and like you said, you know, you've got the the program to create uh, billions of dollars to provide down payment assistance. That's the other thing. I mean, just trying Absolutely. to save money to get a, a down payment. Uh, and why not assist, uh, provide some funds where people can make a down payment uh, on it? Uh, I have one more uh, question to um, uh, to as it r- relates to what's going on. Uh, the president, and I'd like to get your opinion. The president yesterday announced uh, the uh, the uh, uh, economic sanctions against Russia no longer. Will the United States be uh, buying oil and um, and gas? Your opinion on what he he did uh, yesterday? Support it or not? Okay, listen. I support it. Hear me, hear me. I support it. But what I want your listeners to understand is that this is going to require sacrifice on our part. Y'all, you know your, you know your gas prices uh, have already gone up because of the pandemic, supply chain problems. You know, Republicans are going to immediately try to use this as a talking point to win re-election and blame it all on Biden. But honestly, uh, uh, if uh, this is going to, it's it's going to cost all of us at the pump, and uh, 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 people need to understand. I mean, just look at the TV. I mean, think of some invading army just marching and killing you. I mean, we cannot tolerate this. And and, and so it's going to cause us some pain at the pump. But we're not going to be one of two million people running for our lives, you know, choosing between taking a, a, a piece of luggage or to taking our little dog with us, you know. And, and, and cramming ourselves onto trains and buses trying to get out of town. Um, and, and so we need to know that this will not be without sacrifice. All right. 
Thank you so much. I look forward to our next conversation. Glad you were. Yo, we're going to have to do it in person pretty soon. I oh, I, 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 I can't wait. I really can't because I got to tell you, um, I have so much respect for what you what what you folks have done. I'm I'm here for you, and uh, you know, you, you I just I'm just glad you were in that meeting. And Lord, folks, please, we got to register and vote, and and keep these folks in position of power as chairs of these committees. Uh, and I'll keep preaching that, talking that, encouraging that. Thank you, Congresswoman uh, Gwendolyn Thank Moore. You, Thank you, Messenger Joe. All right. Have a good day. It's it's American history. Um, when you look at our country's laws, there are a bevy of laws since the Head Rights Act um, that, you know, help settlers come to the United States to to really start to help found the 13 original colonies. This is our nation's history. The reality, though, is that we have this opportunity through inclusive policies to change that history. That's what I'm here today asking the committee to acknowledge. We can intentionally use race-conscious policies to write the race-conscious policies that didn't include all of us. And we can, again, grow our economy by a trillion dollars a year over the next five years. And that's only data when you are thinking about African-Americans. That's not looking at the discriminatory impact for other targeted and marginalized communities. We all have a stake in this. This kind of inclusive growth will help all of us. The Build Back Better Act's $150 billion that's invested in um, housing that the House passed critical dollars to further racial equity, but not just racial equity. When you look at a targeted down payment assistance program, 1.4 million of those homeowners are white. So when we take the step to use inclusive policies, we actually reach people in rural communities who are often left out by these same practices. So, so this isn't an opportunity to divide us as a nation. This is actually the very opportunity that we need to use housing as a fundamental right to bring all of us forward. Called inclusion. You, it, it's, it, in other words, if you, here, you know, here's the deal. This is how these folks like to work. Centuries of exclusion. And by, like the young people say, you, there's receipts. It's all written down. It was law. So now, the, the, so here's what the right wing says. Well, here's what we'll do. Let's just stop it. You, you, you caught us. So we'll just stop. Well, then how do you correct it? Because those, how do you then, how do you correct it? Well, you then include those you left out. Oh, but that's racism. No, it's not. How do you deal with people or groups of people that you excluded for damn near 200 years legally? excluded and then you and then all you want to do is just just stop now you know see levittowns uh somebody said mr madison you're correct levittowns restrictive racial covenants read now let me this is the this is like the young people say this is the receipts this is this was the law the tenant agrees not to permit the premises to be used or occupied by any person other than members of the Caucasian race. 
but the employment and maintenance of other than Caucasian domestic servants, maids, shall be permitted. Your, hey, it, it, your, do you hear what I just read? That's the law. That was the covenant. Your maid, Beulah, can come in and, but, and occupy a room. But no, can't buy a home there. Yeah, can't buy a home there. You, they could live as a maid. See, that's why I corrected you when you say can't live there. They, you, oh, well, they can live on the premise, but they can't own the rent. Let me see. And then, oh, well, you know, no, it's not about that. It's not about that anymore. It's not about that. So you exclude, and then when laws are written, you know, let's correct the exclusion. Well, we did. How? We just stopped. Anyhow, let's go to the phones. Uh, Gary from Maryland. We were just talking about Maryland, Greenbelt. Greenbelt, Maryland was one of these planned communities where you, you could be a veteran or whatever. You, you, could have, you could be a doctor, but you weren't allowed to live in that neighborhood, in, that, in Greenbelt. But go ahead. Yeah, good morning. I was also calling to tell you that um, there's also a Levittown in Prince George's County in Bowie. If you look up Bel Air, Bel Air at Bowie, that's a community in Old Bowie. That's, that's one of the planned Levittowns that, actual Levittowns that Levitt built. And yeah, is that right? 1960, yeah. 1960, wow. and I, blacks couldn't buy. There you go. And people act as if well, that was that was a long time ago, and act as if it doesn't have an impact today. Yes, it does. You know, You're right. look, I I remember. I I, I, yeah, I let me keep rolling. I, I and let me keep rolling. Uh, Vassell Vassell, New York, first time caller. I live on Long Island. And 15, 20 minutes away from me is Levitt Town. That is the name of the town, named after William Levitt, father of, sub- of suburbia, where, as you said and you mentioned, the country, the United States government, was complicit in forbidding black GIs from buying homes there. William Levitt wanted to build homes for the GIs coming home after World War II. And so what he did to get around that is he built a neighborhood in my community where I live right now, North Amityville, which is a predominantly black neighborhood, and it is designed exactly as Levittown is. However, it allowed the black GIs to live there. But the generational wealth is that the homes in Levittown that were built in the 50s versus the homes in North Amityville that were built in the 50s by the same man. The homes in Levittown are worth half a million dollars or more. It is Long Island. And the homes where I live in North Amityville, built by William Levitt, are maybe $250,000, $300,000 tops. And that is the generational wealth. And also it led the redlining that happens on Long Island, where you have only 125 miles geographically, yet there are 124 separate school districts because they want to make sure that black kids 
go to school together and not cross over maybe two miles down the road into another district. Wow. And, uh, it, again, separate but equal. Yes. As they as they claim. And nothing was equal. As they claim. As you know, they claim, yes. You know, you know. But again, not equal. I, not right. equal when you talk about the generational wealth, because although homes were built in North Amityville, designed by William Levitt, and the design of the neighborhood is the same as Levittown, the homes in value have not appreciated mm-hmm. at the same rate. And now those homes that are passed down to grandchildren in North Amityville are not with the same equity that the homes yep. in Levittown, as one of your callers mentioned, you can use to send your kids to college. To college or, or what? That's right. Um, yeah. You know, see, this is why I love this audience. See, and let me tell you, let me tell you something. I have to, I have to be on my toes. And I learned right along with you. I, she just, she just very concisely, just boom, 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 boom. And by the way, I'm living it. I know the history. I'm living it. And then you get these these knucklehead members of Congress. They they gonna sit up there and question her and an expert. Let me go to before I go to break. Tra- uh, Travis from New York. Go ahead. Hi, Mr. Madison. Uh- I actually emailed you about the Levitt houses um, just a few moments ago. Oh, I, I just I think covenant. I just read it. Yeah, I just I yes. read it to the audience. And I yes, just go ahead. To let you know, in 2021, yeah, the Suffolk County legislator, actually the Salonized legislator, I interned yeah, I'm looking for at Michelle, it, Travis. Yeah, um, and and it's we didn't plan that, but she just called, and I I was her intern. I, no, I appreciate. Uh, I also it. live on Long Island. And the legislator, Suffolk County legislator, passed a bill just in 2021 to remove the racist covenants from the property deeds. You actually had to pay up until 2021 $200 to remove that covenant from your deed in 2021. Wait a minute. Wait wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling these millions of people listening (laughs) that in addition to the down payment of a home, who do you you have to pay the is it the county two hundred dollars to remove that language? The measure that was passed in twenty twenty one yes. was aimed at incentivizing people to remove the covenants by waiving the deed modification fees that can cost upward of two hundred dollars. Wow. According to officials and the county clerk's website. That's directly wow. from our local newspaper, Newsday. And the Selenized legislator, uh, the 15th legislative district in Suffolk County, that legislator sponsored that bill to have that removed in 2021. So like you say, we all can do something. But does that help erase the legacy of that and the history of it? Does that hide it? No, no. So that people won't know the racist history of Levittown? No. No, No. Mrs. Madison, I'm 24 Mm -hmm. years old. I'm a a local real estate agent, and those deeds, those restrictive covenants are still being felt today. You drive no. around Long Island. I have <clears> friends <throat> who come from out of state, and they look mm-hmm. at Long Island, and they say, oh, this is still segregated. Mm-hmm. It, it's so, not, it, it's unlike so, anywhere else in the country. Yeah. 
And I'm saying down it was the, the road. birthplace. No, no it, I know what you're saying. Historic. What Sherry's trying to say Historic. is the, the, down the road yes. when you're 40 or 50, 50 will it years. will it be have been forgotten? The answer is by virtue of what we're discussing, no. Cuz the, the the young lady that called before him mm-hmm. She she just that what she talked about happened over 50, 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been forgotten. And what he just brought forward is, it may not be de jure, but it's de facto. And in some cases, it's really de jure because it, they're still on the books. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, that's what that's what he's he, he's saying. Amazing. Amazing. And then, of course, you get members of Congress, like Gwen Moore was saying, her, her, her political counterpoint on the other side, said, oh, no, that's not a problem today. It, it's inflation. Mm. And I would imagine, Travis, you would tell us it's, it's not inflation. Correct me if I'm wrong. It is not inflation. Yeah. This is so, this is, I mean, thank you, Tam. I did get your email, and that's, that's why I went right to it. So I, I really appreciate it. Because you, 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 you he, he just, see, he saves, he saves us a lot of time. I just read it. it, it that's, what the, that's what Tavis's generation, those are what you call receipts. <laughs> so, Travis, I mean, Travis. Thank you, We Travis. love you, Mr. Madison. Man, thank you. A bunch of 24-year-olds over here on Long Island listen to you, and we talk about your show all the time. Well, I so appreciate it. I've, been, I've, I've only been on Long Island once, and, um, and it was for an, an Urban League uh, event. Uh, what, what was her name? She, she runs the Archie comic books. Oh. You, you know, and, and just the nicest lady. She has a, a home there. But thank you. One of these days, I maybe can afford to live out there. No, thank you, man. If I do decide to buy, I'll check it down, okay? <laughs> thank you. It. You lit our torch. You light on a lot of people's torch. Thank we you. appreciate that. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app. 